everyone, my name is Jo Riccioni and I'm the author of the fantasy novel The Branded, which came out in October this year. I'm also a guest podcaster for Pam Cook's Rights for Women podcast. And Pam has asked us to nominate our favourite book, four favourite books, for Christmas suggestions this year. And I've chosen three fantasy books and a literary fiction book, all of which I read this year, but which came out in the last two years. So my first one is a fantasy novel called A Marvelous Light by Freya Mask. Now, I was lucky enough to spend the weekend with Freya at Adelaide Supernova this year, and I did so before I read her book. Now, Freya is a kind of quiet, unassuming writer, and I, man, I wished I'd read the book before I met her because I just want to pick her brains about so many aspects of this book. It is an epic ride of a fantasy book. You're going to love it. It's basically Edwardian fantasy meets magic. Imagine if you had something like a Harry Potter magic system, i.e. those with the ability to cast spells in some form or other, and those who don't, like muggles, and you brought it to the world of E.M. Forster. And then you hook everything around a ministerial disappearance and the hunt for a counter curse. And you've got a marvellous light. This book is sexy, diverse, classy magic for adults. The writing, characterization, world building and dialogue are all exceptional. And oh my God, the sex scenes are some of the best I've read in Yonks. Blimey, Freya, you know what they say about the quiet ones. I can't wait to read Freya's most recent book in this series. It was released in November and it's called A Restless Truth. Ian Forster and Magic, What's Not to Like. My second book needs a little introduction. It is The Empire of the Vampire by Jay Kristoff. Now, Empire of the Vampire doesn't need any more hype, really, because any book with its own acronym is basically doing pretty well. And Christoph has got people, fans all over the world, who tattoo his words and his characters all over their skin. And I bet I really don't need to give him any more promotions, but I would be lying if I didn't say that Empire of the Vampire was one of my favourite reads this year. I'd also be lying if I didn't admit to the fact that J. Christoph is one of the biggest influences in my fantasy writing. And this book is a total ride. The world building is wonderfully historical and grounded in vampire lore while still managing to be superbly original. And bloody hell, but Christoph knows how to spin a sexy page-turning yarn to keep you up at night. My only complaint is that, like the rest of the world, I wanted book two straight away. Thank you very much. From a technical point of view, I really think this is Jay's best work so far. He nestles the whole story into a conversation between a powerful vampire interrogator and his world-weary vampire hunter prisoner, Gabriel. But the flashbacks are seamless and the whole structure allows Jay to excel at his best writing, which is namely dialogue. Now, my third pick for the season is Vanessa McCausland's The Beautiful Words. Vanessa is a writer that I interviewed for the Northern Beaches Writers and Readers Festival recently, and I was super impressed with her novel published in December last year. It's not fantasy, but more literary fiction, but I wanted to select it as one of my favourite reads of the year because the writing is beautiful, and I fell in love with Vanessa's protagonists, Sylvie and Holden. Who doesn't love a book set in Tasmania? But not only have we got a stunningly remote island setting, we have a mystery to unravel that crosses two generations of women. 
The book is about memory and forgetting, about friendship and loneliness, the lies we tell ourselves and each other, but it's also about books, words and writing. The best part is, despite having rather grand literary themes, it's a book that keeps you turning the pages with a great hook. Namely, the mystery of what happened to a group of teenagers one fateful night just after their HSE. I love the fact that Vanessa combined beautiful writing with great themes and a compelling plot. I found it a little bit Jasper Jones, a little bit Gone Girl, a little bit Puberty Blues even, but mostly it's Vanessa McCausland. It's beautiful, understated writing, and I loved it. Okay, Ledge by Stacey McEwen is my final book of the season. Here it is on my Kindle. Stacey needs no introduction because she's got a huge TikTok following uh, that was massive before the book even came out. But many non-fantasy readers may not be aware of her novel. Now, I interviewed Stacey on the Rights Women pod. So many of you are probably thinking, oh, she's just picking one of her books because she interviewed the author, blah, blah, blah. But while that's true, I always will promote an Aussie author over foreign writers because God knows we need the exposure, bless us. I would have chosen Stacey's book even if I hadn't got to interview her because basically Ledge lives up to the hype. I couldn't put it down. While it uses many a recognisable fantasy trope, namely social outcast on the run who ultimately has to save the day, non-human romance non-human and human romance, enemies to lovers, which is one of my faves, including false proximity. The world building is fast, slick and no nonsense. The dialogue is fun and sassy and our female heroine Dawson is realistic. She has desires and doesn't not afraid to satisfy them with a friends with benefits relationship at the beginning of the book. Dawson is flawed, but she's unapologetic about it. And I love that. She's right up my alley, as is the setting, which is icy, snowy, northern hemisphere setting. And Ryan, the winged hero, is basically hot. I haven't loved a winged hero so much since Channing Tatum in Jupiter Ascending. So well done, Stacey, on a great read. So these are my picks for books by Australian authors this year. Go out and buy them in your local indie bookstore if you possibly can because they pay taxes and they employ local people. So happy Christmas everyone and I hope to see you again for on more interviews for the Rights for Women's podcast in 2023.